Thanks and welcome to Ask BBB. Ask BBB provides information about activities of the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. Accredited businesses give consumers trusted information that helps in choosing products and services. And business owners and managers share insights that can benefit other business operators to conduct their business with trust and integrity. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO and the president of BBB Serving Western Ontario. The deadline for filing income tax is the end of this month. Many people have already filed. As well, many have received calls from people claiming to be from CRA, telling them there's a problem with their account and that legal proceedings will be started if they do not return this call. And later on Ask BBB, we're going to talk to a representative of the Canada Revenue Agency to learn if and when they might call and how to identify the call as genuine or a scam. Our other guests this morning will bring us information to help us when choosing daycare for children or for our pets. To bring us insight into arranging daycare for our children, we welcome Tamara Blaney, Executive Director of Chelsea Green Children's Centre, to Ask BBB. Good morning, Tamara. Good morning. When you were a guest on Ask BBB last summer, we reviewed some important points about choosing a daycare. One of the things we talked about was rates and subsidies. And although there are many factors parents will want to consider about daycare, cost might be a major determinant. So let's start there this morning. So cost can be varied from center to center depending on certain factors such as the center's hours, the child's schedule, the child's age, and any extra programs that a child care center may offer in addition to the regular program, something like maybe music lessons or uh, an introductory dance program. And City of London Child Care Services can provide assistance with child care costs if a family is eligible. And we always suggest that a parent should apply even if they don't think they would qualify for subsidy. And more information could be found at uh, the City of London's website at london.ca. So if they just go there, they'll get the information that they need. Yes. Well, we've recently become grandparents. <laughs> and grandparents or extended family can provide babysitting or occasional daycare, but for ongoing daycare, we we can choose between a licensed or an unlicensed home daycare. So what are the standards and the differences uh, between licensed and un- unlicensed, Tamara? So there are many differences between licensed and unlicensed child care centers as well as home care. Uh, so parents should really research what works for them and their family and what they're comfortable with. So licensed child care may have um, different standards on the educator's qualifications. Um, licensed child care is very regulated by the Ministry of, uh, of Education of Ontario. The ministry regulates things like how many children and teachers can be in a classroom, uh, teachers' qualifications, safety and health of children, even the standard of meals provided, and the amount of outdoor play is very highly regulated in a licensed centre. Chelsea Green is a member of the Licensed Child Care Network. Um, parents can uh, go on the Licensed Child Care Network website to find out more information about the differences of licensed child care and unlicensed centres. What are the education and training required to earn the designation of an early childhood educator? So there are a number of ways currently for a person to earn their ECE credential. There are two-year ECE diploma programs offered by community colleges. There are also four-year ECE degree programs. And someone who has an ECE diploma already can bridge into the ECE degree program. There are also apprenticeship opportunities. So for 
workers who may be in a child care center are already working that don't have their ECE, they can apply for an apprenticeship and they can get their ECE through the apprenticeship program. Programs are generally theory-based in classrooms, as well as there are practical hands-on time spent in child care centers in the community. So there's lots of training and practical experience. There are four conditions of early childhood education, belonging, well-being, engagement, and expression. I learned this by going onto the website, Tamara. So what are some of the activities that we should expect a daycare facility to provide so as to help our child achieve in these areas of belonging, well-being, engagement, and expression? So relationships are at the base of everything that we do. So the relationship with the parent, the family, and the child in the child care center Parents should expect that the programs and activities in the center focuses on each individual child and their needs. And the program should offer activities that uh, instill curiosity in a child, Mm -hmm. creativeness, inquiry-based, and all through play, and also giving children appropriate risk to take that matches the developmental age of the child. Um, The activities are usually based on the child's interest and the skills that they're working on at the time. Something like picking up pom-poms with tweezers or tongs and sorting them into different colors uh, helps with fine motor activity. Um, Things also like the regular painting and creative and songs and stories, all those should be varied for a child. A big focus right now is also on something called loose parts play for children, so Uh, small wooden pieces, rings, um, bolts, nuts, things that children can use in many different ways and experiment with and explore. Those are all the types of uh, things that help with engagement and belonging and well-being. Is daycare readily available in London right now or are there waiting lists? So there are many child care centers and home child care opportunities in London. However, Uh, From my knowledge, currently there are long wait lists. So it depends on the individual center. It depends on the age of the child and what kind of schedule a parent is looking for. The City of London does have something called One List, and a parent can go and put their name on multitude of childcare centers. We um, suggest that parents would go and tour a center or that they would give a call uh, specifically to the center that they're interested in as well. And how should people contact the Chelsea Green Children's Center, Tamara? So most people would find it easiest to contact us by phone. Uh, We do have a website. However, uh, it's easier just to contact us by phone at 519-433-4225. And people are uh, welcome to come in at any time for a tour. They don't have to set up a time. They can just stop in. This has been most helpful, and uh, especially the uh, direction to some of the uh, sources of information, Tamara, that uh, people can follow up with. Thanks again for joining us here on Ask BBB. Thank you. It's been a pleasure once again. You're listening to Ask BBB, and our guest has been Tamara Blaney, who is the Executive Director of Chelsea Green Children's Center, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. You'll find them in the BBB directory when you search for child care. And from there, you can link to their website. And we'll return in a moment with more. Welcome back to Ask BBB, a weekly program produced by the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO and the president of the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. And now we will talk about finding care for another important member of the family, your dog or cat. We welcome Tracy Heiser, the owner of Woof Pet Wellness Resort in Woodstock. Welcome to Ask BBB, Tracy. Hi. 
Tracy, um, in the time we have together this morning, we want to gain some insight into pet daycare and boarding and things consumers should know when selecting a facility and, for that matter, when selecting a puppy. But your path to owner of Woof Pet Wellness Resort might be an inspiration for others who have a passion for something and are thinking about following their dreams. I understand this grew out of breeding and training miniature schnauzers? Yes. Uh, about 22 years ago, I we'd always had the breed, and I just sort of fell into uh, grooming and showing uh, miniature schnauzers and had the excellent opportunity to learn from some of the best breeders and trainers uh, that Canada and the U.S. had to offer. And it ended up, I became uh, a veterinary assistant. I worked with a vet for about a decade. And when he decided to retire, I decided to pursue the dream of having my own uh, boarding, daycare, groom shop, and Wellness Center, and that's where we're developed from. So, go ahead. What kind of support did you need to seek to be able to to start a business like that? Um, well, financial was a big one. Um, we, I was very fortunate that because I had worked for a veterinarian, and a lot of vets in the area knew me not only through him, but through the breeding program, I already had a bit of an established reputation within the uh, animal uh, care uh, community in our area. So people were comfortable uh, with being able to refer to us, and we invited the veterinarians and so on and so forth to come out and visit do what we were doing. And then once we got the building set up and designed, and it was that designed, we were able to get people in the door and offer them what we felt were the services that we would want for our own animals. A lot of people see kennels as sort of being warehouse units for for dogs and cats, and that's not what we wanted to offer. We wanted to have something that made people feel like they were leaving their dogs with friends or family, but with a little bit more security and caution and, and whatnot. So, so we start we started the daycare grooming and boarding, and we've actually expanded into a whole realm of other uh, services as well. So you you talked about originally uh, showing dogs. Not everyone is going to want to show a dog, but you do have some tips for people who want uh, to pick a puppy as a pet. Absolutely, I, I people just because you don't want to show dogs, don't shop like you don't. Uh, the same care and responsibility goes into breeding a show dog as a pet dog. So if you are looking, uh, particularly if you're going for a purebred, for example, you want somebody who is doing health testing, temperament testing, who are tried and true. They offer good guarantees and good after support once you get the dog. So there's a predictability and a responsibility that the breeder is taking on throughout the life of the dog. That way you're more apt to get the puppy that you want and need and who's going to fit into your lifestyle as opposed to uh, a purchase that you've made on a whim. Tracy, we leave our pet at a kennel. We come back to pick them up. Uh, Our pet can't verbally tell us how it was handled. Are there some signs that perhaps uh, the kennel didn't do all the things we expected? 
Um, there's a lot of things that when our clients come in, uh, one, obviously, if the dog is happy and jubilant, and that's always a good sign. But you want to look at the cleanliness factor. Does the building look clean? Does it smell good? Does the dog look clean? Does it smell good? Uh, if there's any obvious uh, issues that have happened while the dog was in the kennel's care, are they upfront with you? You know, do they tell you, well, the dog was stressed out or, you know, uh, he tore a toenail when he was out running around in the play yard? These are things that a responsible facility is going to let you know has happened. And if you have a dog that is at the kennel for the first time and it's showing stress, there are things that kennels can do to help make the dog feel more at ease and more comfortable. So they can discuss that with the clients when they come in before the dog stays and after the dog has had its stay to say this is what we observed and this is what we would suggest that we do in the future to make Fluffy or Max stay uh, more appealing. A lot of dogs the first time they're in the facility are a little bit overwhelmed, but we have found that a lot of animals that have had stressful situations in other facilities come into ours and after a time or two are really, really excited to be there. Some of it has to do with the fact that we're a smaller facility and there's not so many animals, not so much noise, but it's also a really fantastic, friendly staff that is all about the animals. Tracy, we're just about out of time. What's the best way for people to contact Wolf Pet Wellness Resort? Well, you can go to our website, which is wolfpetresort.com. We're on Facebook, or you can call us at 519-421-7387, which actually spells pets. Well, Tracy, thanks very much for sharing some time with us, and uh, thanks very much. Thank you. You have a great day. You're listening to Ask BBB, and our guest this morning has been Tracy Heiser, who is the owner of Woof Pet Wellness Resort, Woodstock, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. When you search the BBB directory for pet boarding, you'll find them, and you can link to their website from there. And we'll be back in just a moment. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO and the president of the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. April is income tax time. By the end of this month, we will all have our tax forms filed with Canada Revenue Agency. And one of the top 10 scams reported by the BBB in 2018 was income tax or CRA scam. In fact, it was number two on the list. And as we approach the tax deadline, people are reporting calls from people claiming to be from CRA and threatening legal action. And this morning we have on the line Steve Thiessen, who is the director or a director with the Canadian Revenue Agency and a senior management spokesman. Thank you. I'm pleased to be here. Our first question this morning is, does the Canada Revenue Agency ever make calls to individual taxpayers? Yes. And so um, we do call taxpayers if they are uh, trying to arrange CRA. A CRA auditor, for example, is trying to raise an audit or if uh, uh, somebody owes uh, money to the Crown, a CRA collector could potentially be calling um, a taxpayer. So absolutely, there are legitimate circumstances where taxpayers are called by CRA agents. So then how would we verify that the call we're getting is a legitimate call, Steve? 
Um, there's a lot of different ways. That's a, another good question, uh, and I think we hear a lot of that. Uh, even our, our legitimate auditors and uh, collectors that are trying to make contact with uh, taxpayers about their accounts. One of the things I would recommend is that you just call the CRA. If you're not comfortable on a phone call, call the CRA at 1-800-959-8281. That's the regular uh, uh, inquiries line. Um, another method, and this is probably the easiest for all taxpayers, I would recommend that you open, if you haven't already, a My Account. If you look on My Account, if somebody's calling you, say, around uh, you owing money or something like that, you'd be able to look it right up on your system, look right into your account and see whether you have a balance in there or not. These scammers give us phone numbers and they aren't legitimate. Is that right? Exactly. Or they send emails or they do something that sounds very similar. But the the CRA line, you can find it online as well at uh, Canada.ca um, for, and then go to uh, Canada Revenue Agency. But the call center line is 1-800-959-8281. So that's helpful to um, identify a legitimate call or contact number for CRA directly. Are there any tips on how we can identify a scam call? Absolutely. There's a lot of different things that, that come out when you get a scam call. I've received them myself. One of the things that CRE never does, for example, is use a uh, robo-dialer for um, contacting taxpayers about their tax debts. So if you're getting that automated robo-dialer call, it's probably not CRA or it not, excuse me, not probably, it wouldn't be CRA. The other thing is the type of information and the way of asking questions. We do not ask for information about people's health cards or visa cards or things like that, uh, driver's licenses. Um, you will get a CRE caller who will ask your, um, to, to identify you to make sure they're talking to the right person, your social insurance number, your date of birth, or your address, or, your, or details like that, your full name, but they won't get into that other detail. It's also the kind of uh, payments, the kind of things that they're asking for. Um, CRE will never ask for Bitcoin. They'll never ask for a, a gift card or prepaid debit cards or anything like that when they're um, trying to collect on a debt. They won't use aggressive language. They won't ever threaten you to go to the police. I know when I've received these calls often, as we'll forward your name to the police. That will never happen. Um, they will never leave threatening voicemails with pers- asking you to give personal or financial information. So if you see any of that, you should absolutely be very cautious as to who you're dealing with. The scammers are using emails and text messaging as well. Does the CRA ever use these? We do not. We do. We use phone calls. Uh, we use mail. Um, the only time you'll ever get a, an email from the CRA, if you've signed up for notifications under your my, my account uh, regarding notices of assessment, change of address, that kind of thing, uh, we will send out an email at that point in time. Um, that's a very good thing to sign up for, by the way. Uh, if, um, if, for instance, your account has been changed, your, your mailing address, address or your financial information or anything like that, CRA will send you an email to say, by the way, your your address has changed and maybe you should be aware of that just in case that's somebody else that has done that. So uh, I strongly recommend to all listeners that they sign up for the My Account. Uh, we never use uh, texting or any of those kind of things. And, and uh, um, if they're asking for payments or putting links 
LinkedIn um, uh, emails, that won't happen either. You'll never see an email that has a link to click on this link and, and therefore add in other personal information. So to be clear, if we get a text message or instant message from Facebook Messenger, we can be certain that that's a scam. Absolutely certain that that's a scam. So, Steve, uh, the big recommendation is to set up a My Account, and that would be one way to check uh, anything that comes from the CRA. Absolutely. You know, when you sign up for my account, you can follow your processing of your tax return. Uh, pretty much the minute that it's received, it will show that it's been received. It'll give you estimated times when it'll be assessed and, and uh, notifications, anything about uh, the debts in your account or, or information like that. You can also sign up, as I mentioned earlier, to be notified uh, if there's any changes to your account. And that's just a protection mechanism so that if something happens, uh, to your account and you want to be sure that it was you that ordered that change to the account, it sends you a notice, a notice just to make sure that it was okay. Well, Steve, we want to thank you for taking time to share this information with us, and we'll hope that everyone has a smooth return by the end of the month and uh, they can recognize any of these scam calls that come through. Thanks again. Thank you for your time, and I appreciate your time, attention to such an important issue. Steve Tyson is a director with the CRA and a senior management spokesman, and Linda That's about all our time for this time on Ask BBB. To the folks out there, thanks for listening this morning. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Remember, Ask BBB. And start with trust.